This episode is powered by denmeditation.com. The meditation is the primary focus. The bigger goal is for people to understand and love themselves, thus creating more harmony in the community at large. To find out more about Den Meditation's teacher training programs, retreats, and all things Den Meditation, go to denmeditation.com. Welcome, Anne, and hello, everybody. Welcome to Den Talks Podcast. You have Anne Tucker for our March forecast. I am so excited to have you for March because, as you've already hinted, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say, there's a lot happening. And then yeah. just so you all know, the reason this one seems longer than our traditional forecast is because we are also going to then chat afterwards because to be able to have Anne here is just such a gift, and I don't want to miss that opportunity where we don't get to talk about more stuff than just March. But Let's start with the traditional forecast, which is when I kind of hand it over to you. Um, yeah. Tell us what we have in store for March. Yeah. So I got to tell you, this has actually been super fun because I don't usually ask the angels this question. I don't usually say like, tell me about the month, like what's coming in the next month. And they were like down with it. And uh, uh, I asked specifically for an angel that had a more earthly perspective that was a little bit more grounded to the earth. And they like, it was super, super interesting, but they brought up. So, um, and they did a little bit about like general energies and they did a little bit about like specific stuff, about like what are the specific, you know, more tangible things that are going to happen. Um, and, uh, one of the, so the first thing they started out at, cause the thing they're always interested in is like us and our spiritual growth and our, and our awareness. Like that's what to them is like by far the most interesting thing. So that's what they start talking about. And they went into, they said uh, that there was going to be an energy where we would be like, think about any like grudges that or difficult relationships that feel like entrenched where you, where you cannot connect. You know what I mean? Like any, like think about family members that you just haven't called for years. Cause it's like, it just feels awful. You know, any friends that you were, you just embattled, embattled relationships. And they said these, it would be in this coming month. And this is like month, two months kind of time period. It's an influence that, uh, so it's an influence energy that's coming. They're saying that there will be a softening in these encounters. There's the opportunity for this to happen. They said it shows up differently for every person, but that there's an opportunity for softening uh, in these kind of entrenched relationships where there's feel like there's like insurmountable obstacles. Like think about people that you like on maybe opposite sides of the political spectrum where you just cannot have a conversation to save your life, you know, where there's a lot of polarity in the relationship. And they're saying these soften and they say specifically, you know how they talk, we love how they talk, but they said that the, so it's a shift in perception that we have. And they said, it'll be the instrument is the argument. So they said, start, like maybe it starts with an argument, but they say in this, they say it is a distilled moment, an encounter, and you encounter each other in a new way. And it's literally as if all of a sudden you, you, the things that felt really hurtful all of a sudden lose their steam. Like all the energy just, which before was in this like, er, the energy just dissipates. And you're, you have the ability to see yourself and your own behavior and your own actions in a new way. So you mm. start to see your side of how you're perpetuating this dynamic, as well as you soften your resistance to them. And the same thing. And then they said it's like a blanket that that happens equally. So each person is having this happen at the same time. Mm. So each person is starting to see themselves and to see their actions and how they're creating the dynamic. Right. And then they soften to each other. So saying this is an opportunity that's coming. 
in the coming months. I was like, this is super cool. And, uh, and they said that the, this is then setting a foundation for which we will then draw on in the future and future difficulties in learning how to come together in times of difficulty. So it's almost like this is training wheels. Like they're saying, here's an experience where you're going to learn to come together with someone that you have not been able to come together with. And for one reason or another, right? There's been, maybe it's just an issue. Maybe it's like you're, you know, it's one of those relationships. Like maybe it's a sibling where you can only talk about the safe subjects or whatever it is, right? And uh, and that softens. And that is the training wheels getting us ready to experience the ability to come together in a deeper, more profound way during difficult times in the future. So yeah, wow. so that was the first. Isn't that cool? Very. Yeah, yeah. Nice. That, yeah. So that it's was like, the first energy they said that was coming. So was that anything on like, that questions on that one? I kind of just love how they're like, all right, you guys haven't been able to figure it out. So we're going to just yeah. remove the shitty energy that's been sitting in your body. That's not been allowing you to do it. So now you have no excuse. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, and that's pretty much it. It's like all of a sudden we, yeah, it's, and it's literally like a, and they say it's like, the way I visualize it is they're talking about it, it's like it just deflates. Like everything that seemed like it was so insurmountable before just all of a sudden isn't anymore. So it's we like can just, just get have, over ourselves. Like you said, it's perspective change. Like all of a sudden you have the ability to be like, this is not that big of a deal. Yeah. 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 So super, that. super cool. And they say, they say this comes at a time in your future when the long drawn out beginnings seem to come to term and you are rising within yourselves more profoundly and certainly. So they say in the future, this will come with this, this ability or this, this perspective shift comes to bear in the future at a time in the future. So that, that it's like, this is laying the groundwork, preparing us, right. To, to, uh, to learn, to come together into oneness more easily. Yeah. Super, super well, cool. And again, we'll have a bigger conversation. You know, I'll just hold it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So the next one is, uh, I'm calling the creative spark of individualism. And, uh, this one is they're saying that, that, um, we, it's that there's almost like there's an internal conflict within ourself, right? And that we start to let that go. That, um, uh, that we, here, let me get to the main meat of it here. That there's emotionality that comes from, they said, from the depths of who we are. And we should come to term with that, with the more violent prospect of, they say, the violent prospect of your own internal surrender to self. So it's literally, like there'll be parts of ourselves that rise up that we may have been even unaware of, but they're authentic parts that have been repressed. And we, in this coming, these energies that are coming in the same way that we surrender our resistance to another person, we have the opportunity to surrender to ourselves. So it's literally like you can imagine it's the same energy. It's just one energy is external. And then the other way we're expressing it is internal. Where and it and it and it comes together as individualism as this is who I am right so it's that that fearless expression of this part of yourself so in the same way that we'd say for example we had resistance to that person we were experiencing polar polarity with where are we in polarity internally that resistance drops down as well and so we have the ability to let this rise up and they say it can be areas that we're totally unconscious of that all of a sudden we feel the need to express. So, so it's a cool aspect. So it's basically, there's going to be like at a very basic way, almost it's like you could all of a sudden be attracted to a hobby you never thought you were before. 
yeah. or there's like yeah. interests or things that all of a sudden are developing. Like in a, even, you know, we see that in kids all the time, right? Like a kid, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I didn't know my child's like a fashionista or my child is amazing <laughs> at languages or my child is an incredible <laughs> chef, right? I feel like that happens yes. with kids, but it almost yeah. feels like as grown adults, we might have these like discoveries, which could be really yeah. purposeful. Yeah. Or it could even be something where it's like, I had this feeling in the past that this was like something I was interested in, but I didn't realize how important it is to me. And all mm. of a sudden you're like, wow, this actually really matters to me. And I'm committed to this. Or it could be a thing where you're sort of like, wow, I really like you discover that something that you were putting up with for a long time that you really don't like, mm. you know, that you're like, wow, that behavior, I really don't like that. I'm not going to accept that behavior anymore. You know, I was living with it because I just kind of accepted it. And now there's this part of me that's coming up. It's saying, no, it's not okay. You can't treat me that way. You know, however it is that whatever it is that comes up in ourself, there's a piece of our identity of like, this is who I am. Or maybe something that where you're really divergent in ways that people don't want you to be divergent, right? Like maybe you're going to come out like an angel channel. <laughs> and people are going to be like, oh, I don't like you being that way. You know, I want you to be like me. Right. And so, uh, yeah, so something like that, where something comes up, a self-awareness, like an acceptance. It's like, the, again, it's the same thing of like where we were in polarity externally, where are we in polarity internally? And that softens and gives the opportunity for this individual expression. So, which is super cool. Very cool. Yeah, I know, right? So um, uh, the next thing they say is that we will be feeling a lack of endurance. So they're saying that, um, uh, that it's like, almost like we feel a little bit weaker in our physical bodies. That um, and we worry. They say this causes a little bit of fear in us. And the way they describe it, a fear settles among yourself that you shall not make the yards, the sense of distance. So it's almost like we think that 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 and and it feels it's like a heavy. So there'll be some heavy days, is what they're saying. Where they even say that we'll feel like uh, that it can be overwhelming. That you feel settled within your own heart to endure no longer, as though giving up were a preference. So there might be days where you just feel like you have no will, where you're just like. Ugh. Hmm. And they're saying that, 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 that not to resist those days. And they say in such a beautiful way that, um, uh, that, uh, where is it? That basically that these feelings, that these moments of lowness are important to our overall process. They say count upon your heart in these times to know yourselves in need of momentary lapses of energy and that the restorative value of these agonizing times of disquiet is enormous. So they're saying mm. that to go into is to allow it, not judge it, to say, I feel really exhausted today. I feel like whatever I was really fired up about two days ago, I cannot find any desire to do. They're saying that uh, if you allow that to just be as it is, it can be very restorative. And so allow it, allow yourself to have the lapse. And they say that, that, um, that it's a loss of amplitude and force in the body and you'll endure and move beyond, right? And then in the coming, you'll be carry a brighter, heavier endowment of grace because of it. So it's literally, and they've been talking about that with me a lot lately, about how when we go through our dark night of the soul, when we have those really, really heavy moments, that those enter the body and it's literally almost like they hollow and create more space. Like imagine like it's a heaviness, like it's a weight and how that weight, it pushes the boundary of what you are and expands you sort of at your depth. The weighty, weighty emotions make you bigger <laughs> inside because you're carrying this heavy, heavy weight. It's like it stretches you out. And then that space then gets filled with more light. 
So and they've, they've shown this to me in two ways. They've shown us both the, the weight, the expansion, and then you kind of pour in light and there's just more space in you. You've hollowed out, you've created because of the depth of the grief or the, you know, the fear or the, you know, the shame, whatever it is, it creates a spaciousness inside you that feels like, you know, when you feel those energies, it feels like oh, in the belly, you feel like this hollowness. So that hollowness is a blessing because it's spaciousness in the body to carry more light afterwards. And the second way they've shown this to me is like a slingshot, that it's literally like the depth of the deep, hard emotions pulls you way, 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 way back. And then boom, you release and you're up to a higher height than you've ever been before. So mm. that's kind of what they're alluding to here is that when we have those really, really hard emotions to recognize it's just a moment and it hides or holds a blessing, which is that it is creating the depth inside of us to hold more grace. And it's so interesting in context with the other energy they're talking about of finding this individualism and yeah. the sense of what you like, don't like, need, don't need. Yeah. I could see how then having that energy of kind of a heaviness could feel even more heavy because it might yeah. almost feel like that those are like conflicting things. Yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like both of these are energies that are, are more internal you know what I mean? It this it feels like overall the month is one where it's a good month for reevaluating, right? These are all sort of reevaluations, you know, quieting down the system so you can see yourself and go internal a little bit more. So it's an interesting. So, so I mean, just in terms of what they've named so far, that it's they are not. These are not energies that are like you know, you know, go out and conquer and start new things and like you know, it's more like okay, see these entrenched problems, see them in a new way, you know, see yourself in a new way. Uh, yeah. So it's just, it's, they're more internal, I think, energies, which is interesting. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So then they say that there's, um, um, that there will be, that, that, that we, uh, that there's a surrounding light of the astral shall carry more force and weight upon you. So this is a, just a short mention. So it's like, almost like there's more light coming to the planet. So I think it's probably talking about like, I mean, there's, we're reaching the solar maximum soon. There's a lot of just solar energy hitting the planet. So this, I think is just kind of a pile on, like you have all these other energies and then it's some of it is you also have the solar energy that's coming in. So it's just a little bit like, I think this is just a month to, to not judge where you're at <laughs> and to, when things happen to try to reflect, you know, to be reflective. This is a really good month to be reflective and to see where you are and try to learn and to be open to having your perspective shifted. Yeah. The, um, the next part, um, uh, oh, this is really interesting. So they said that there would be this upcoming time period. So it's kind of March, but it was kind of showing me that it extends beyond March. It's kind of March, April, kind of loose. And like, when will this all play out? but movement of peoples. So in mass, like large shifting, like big groups of people. Um, and they specifically say that they would be, you know, like without home, without family, like people who are uprooted, who are being moved from one. So, so large movements of people. And they, but the interesting thing is they said that it's a transference of large amounts of people. The movement of peoples is a blessing that comes to be revealed. So it sounds like a like a tragic thing that there's these people who are uprooted, who are without their home. And they say all the different reasons that they might be people who are escaping one thing or another coming of their own free will. It could be, so it could be all different reasons. These people are moving large movements of groups of people. Um, and then they say, sometimes they are denied access to wherever they're, sometimes they show up at your door and they're denied, you know, so it's really the whole idea of like refugees and, 
And it makes me think of like the border crisis in the U.S. It makes me think of all the war zones that we have right now. And that's me. That's not channeled, but that's where my mind goes. But we don't really know. It could be natural disaster. We don't know. But um, but the interesting part to me was about to say that this is coming comes with blessings to be revealed. And they say that um, uh, that it'll be an ongoing current that makes its way through patterns of your consciousness. And they say the settled and unsettled feeling of those that have surrendered their port to the way and unfolding. So it is, there's, we don't know how this, but there is a, there is a significant impact that this is having on the collective consciousness and they're not giving us a clue as to what it is. They're saying blessings will unfold. So they just, they want us to be in the experience of this and to see how it affects us. So we might see people and look at how this has created such a polarized feeling uh, in the U S like there's people who are feel, feel very, very strongly on one side or the other. And there people are being, you know, experiencing this really differently depending on where they are, right? Are they in the city where the, the people are trying to come and settle or are they somewhere else and saying, well, you guys deal with it. You know, like where is the feelings where, how, where are people uh, experiencing this for themselves? And so they're not really revealing to us how it's going to change us, but they're just kind of giving us that kind of like sly wink, like, yeah, this is going to have a big impact on you guys at the collective level, it is purposeful. And this is something you're going to be going through. It's so interesting. You mentioned, because I talk about this a lot with different perspectives. You mentioned, you know, it depends, like, are you in a city and you're this, or you're here? Because I say one of the things about the lack of people understanding perspective is nobody, not nobody, that's such an unfair statement, but I think it's difficult for a lot of people to put their open up their purview to include someone else's situation. Meaning you may think X is totally wrong, but then Mm -hmm. if you stop for a second and we're like, but what if I was this person and this is what was happening to me, would I still think X was wrong or would I maybe think Y was wrong and X was safe or X was whatever, whatever the situation is. So I thought it was really interesting how you, how that came out of your mouth because I've always felt like that has been one of our biggest blocks and has been so dividing for us, especially in the U S it's like, because we're so varied and we're such a large country, it's, you know, easy to not, you know, understand how a coal miner feels if you're, you know, living in LA and it's easy not to understand how the teachers feel if you're here, you know, and, and so then Mm -hmm. everyone has very strong opinions on certain policies yeah. Not realizing there's other strong opinions that are also equally valid because it, it affects them differently. Yeah, I agree. And I think the I think that this issue of people who have been uprooted from their home or who are escaping a life that doesn't make sense, that you know, a life that is not tenable and trying to come to another place, like you can really feel the feelings on both sides. Like you can look at the person who has been uprooted, who has no choice, who just wants a life for themselves. And you can, like, all you can feel is compassion for that person, you know, and you want to help. But then you look at the flip side of the people who are then saying, okay, our social systems are overwhelmed. There's no room in our hospitals, no room in our schools. We have no, it's, you know, our our city is going bankrupt and you feel the pain on both sides. And it's, it is, yeah, it is not an easy, there's, there's no it's easy, easy solution. To, right. It's easy to judge the people saying, no, we don't welcome you because our systems are, if you don't need those systems or if it's not right, affecting yeah. you, but if you're yeah. someone who desperately you're needs there, it and it's being taken away from you, you may have a strong yeah. opinion about it. I've always said that it's like strong opinions usually come because it's affect, not always, but a lot of times it's because it's affecting you. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. So it feels like there's something in, cause you've talked about something perspective in now there. a couple of times. Right. So yeah. 
And I, it makes sense because like in terms of they're, they're kind of this tipping their cards a little bit saying that this will be something that will play out in the collective in a much bigger way is that, you know, the whole move is towards unity. The whole move is towards this concept of, of we are all one. And so a border crisis or any kind of movement of peoples where people are trying to figure out what's mine and what's yours, and we're trying to move to unity, that is a, that's going to be something we're going to deal with. You know what I mean? So it makes sense that this is, this might be an ongoing theme. And they said, I think they said it was a current. Yeah. That continues to move through. Yeah. yeah it shall current. be on. It shall be an ongoing current that makes its way through the patterns of your consciousness. Yeah. So interesting. That makes its way through the patterns. I mean, what I, my whole body actually tensed up when you said that, because yeah. I was like, Oh fuck, that's long. Because like basically what it's saying <laughs> is, it's basically what they're saying thing. is like, here's a drip, and it might yeah. affect your pattern this way. But for it to really like shake up the pattern, there's going to be lots of drips. <laughs> the current yeah, is really yeah, going to come through. Yeah, exactly. So um, the next thing they get into some of the more specific things. They talk about the banking system, and they are starting to say that there will be uh, small banks. And they say it'll be a gentle decline, not disguised or in denial, that they will find themselves in the pressure of the convergence of their own assets against the mired opportunities of their investments, and they shall be brought to their knees. So it sounds like small banks are going to be like dropping one after another, not, not like all overnight, but like one, another one, another one, another one, small banks. And they specify that it's almost the way they showed it to me were like, to like a riptide. And they even say in the beginning that they cross currents and undertow that draws into them. So it's, they show me the medium sized banks and then they show me the small banks. And then the medium sized banks are like one cross current and the small banks are the ones that succumb. And so, so that's what this is. The so small banks may have some trouble uh, in the coming months. So, and there may be some bank, small bank failures on the, on the horizon. And specifically because of their investments, it says like that the, their investments are not whatever they, wherever they invested the money, it's not, it's not working for them. So, um, and then the last thing, which was a real mind bender is they're saying that there will be institutions that take revenge against one another, against the bettering judgment of those they govern. So this one is like, it's not, I, this one I can't, I mean, like it's, it's pretty clear, but I can't imagine how it will play out. So it's basically that, yeah, there will be a want for justice and a reaping of revenge against those who feel themselves perjured or in dialogue in inopportune moments of castration of the will of the people shall bring into focus and focal point the seldom seen revenge of one institution against another, against the bettering judgment of those they govern. So, so this is, this is a whole passage, but they, they're basically saying that, um, uh, yeah, so there'll be something in this where it's not really the will of the P. It's almost like there's something that happens. So imagine, okay, like one way this could play out would be like, imagine that there's um, uh, two political parties and one political party feels like their what they wanted didn't get met, right? That their will was not heard. And, and their leadership takes it like a, like a jihad, where their leadership just takes it on and they're like, we are going to fight to the death, but it's really about like power. It, and they're taking this one little whisper of the people and they're like, we're going to ride this all the way. And it's like, they're going to make it almost like getting, like they're saying it'll be like getting revenge. Sounds so, familiar. Sounds yeah. Familiar. So they're saying that that <laughs> is an energy. Yeah, exactly. So against the bettering judgment of those they govern. So, so that is something they named as an energy we are stepping into. And these are all, like I said, these are all energy. Some of them, they got fairly specific, but they are energies that we will feel 
personally, individually, and then on the collective level. So interesting, isn't it? Very interesting. Yeah. Very. It feels like it's the beginning of, well, I mean, you've been talking about this a lot and I guess, you know, we can just now move into like a bigger conversation. I know I feel like you've been talking, I mean, you always talk about it. You're always talking about the state of the earth and the planet and the changes. And you've been very clear back in the past of the times that we're in, we're going to be tough. So I would love to talk a little bit about that because it does feel like a little bit of what you were talking about from March feels like training for that. It's kind of getting people primed and ready. Everything I think is training for that. Everything, like everything that we're every, like, like every aspect of our lives is like really just a stage on which we are playing out our own wounding, you know, and it is the whole goal of this whole experience is a desire for us to see ourselves and to love ourselves and to allow that wounding to be right. And to draw that. And it's that whole idea. Like we hear about self-love, we hear all these platitudes about self-love, you know, you'll see like stores will be like, love yourself, buy yourself some mascara. (laughs) It's like, it's not that it is like allowing all of our wounding, allowing all of this. And, and, So it is that idea of trying to find that unity inside of us, that higher connection to our higher self. So everything, everything that happens, every moment of every experience that we have is an attempt to show us ourselves. And it's all leading up to, yeah, absolutely. This great shift in consciousness. Yeah. Mm. Talk a little bit about kind of, you've been talking about the shift happening, talk about the light, the beam of light that you've been talking about or three beams, but talk about that a little yeah. bit. So people kind of understand who may not follow regularly may yeah. understand what's happening. Yeah. So the angels have been, they started talking, but I actually looked back and realized the first time they mentioned it was in 20, uh, 2020. They talked about, back then they called it a wave of wonder, but I didn't understand at the time what they were talking about. And they only had one message about it. And now they've done like, they've done many messages about it. And in the last couple of months, it's been like six or seven messages all about the wave of light. And I, the interesting thing about this, because this has been something that's been really interesting to me, because I, I, you know, I'm into dreams and I track dreams and I see a lot of dreams from a lot of people and prophetic dreams. And I recognize there are very specific symbols for prophetic dreams. So you can tell if any of these symbols are present, this is a prophetic dream. And there's not that like, you will see a lot of people who dream about stuff and it's not prophetic. So I, I, I want to hear what those symbols are. are, because I remember when we oh, talked okay. last time, you talked about how if you sleepwalk in the dream, not if you're sleepwalking, but in the dream, you're sleepwalking. Yes. That's a sign of like your psychic intuitiveness, being right? being a trans-channel. You're a trans-channel, right? Specifically. Yeah, trans-channel. yeah exactly. So cool. so, oh yeah, totally. So if you, in a dream, if you are, uh, so if you see trumpeting angels, that's a dead giveaway for a prophetic dream. If in the dream, you know, something is about to happen before it happens. So you're like, I know this wave is going to come and then it comes. That's a sign of prophecy because you were in the dream. You are being prophetic. You're knowing before it happens. Um, uh, There's there's other dreams such as uh, other specific things like uh, if And most of the time, if you have a prophetic dream, you'll have multiple of these symbols will appear, not just one. It'll be like two or three. So it's like self-confirming. You'll be like. You'll be, you know, uh, riding on an eagle up high in the sky and there'll be a trumpeting angel or you will be, you know, you will be knowing it's going to happen and you will also have, so it's multiple of these symbols, but, uh, but these are, those are being up at a high place, looking down, like looking at a distance, seeing things at a distance. Um, like you could be looking through a spyglass at a distance. And so that would be, you know, sign you're seeing things in the distance that are coming. So these are some of the symbols that you might see in a prophetic dream. 
And uh, so there's a lot, it's really funny for me because I see a lot of like prophetic dream channels on YouTube and most of the dreams on them are not prophetic. They're talking about their, like about much more personal issues. Yes, they're subconscious playing out. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes they will have a prophetic dream. Oh, that one I'm listening to. And the thing that was interesting to me is seeing how many prophetic dreams I have seen where they see three waves of something coming. And that three waves of something is, uh, it can be three waves of light. Some people see it as light coming to the planet. Some people see it as waves like tsunami waves that actually like waves of water that come. Um, so, but it's always three waves. Some people see it as moving through three mountain passes, right? You'll go through one mountain pass to a valley, through another mountain pass through a valley, another. So it's just always three. And, uh, and so, so yeah, there's three waves coming. <laughs> and the first wave is this wave of light that's coming. And the angels they have talked a lot. Of, they have not talked at all about the second two. Um, I just know about them because, and I've had dreams of the three myself, you know, and I've seen many, many, like hundreds of dreams, of prophetic dreams about three waves. And, uh, and, but the angels have talked a lot about this first one and they said it hurts no one, which is the most important thing. A lot of people are really worried that we're going to get, you know, like a magnetic pole reversal and we're all going to die and there's going to be, you know, the Carrington event. They said, this is not that the first wave does not hurt anybody. They said that you cannot be, it cannot miss you, that, uh, that you could be in the basement in a windowless room and the, and the light will still reach you, that they said it will soak into everything and everyone and soak into the planet itself. And that mm-hmm. uh, it is a, a light that is shifting of our consciousness. So it's a, it's a beautiful, positive thing. And they said that, it, that everybody will receive it. The only way you would not receive it is if you are in resistance to it. And the only way that it would ever be painful to you is if you're in resistance. And if that happens, you're not, you're not getting pain from the light. Your pain is your resistance. The pain is our own. It's just anything you push against, it, it hurts, right? So, and that resistance would take the form of uh, resisting, like wishing things would stay the way they are, right? Being really dug in and saying, no, I want my life to be just the way I planned it. You know, I want it to be the way I always thought it was going to be. And if it doesn't turn out that way, I'm going to fight tooth and nail trying to make it happen, you know, the way I want it. And that would be resistance rather than being in the flow of a pretty enormous shift in our in our consciousness. And the way that that shift will take place and this, it might be a thing that it happens that I believe there will be an immediate effect. They said the angels were very specific. They said this would be the moment that we will look back on in the future and they will say that was the moment that everything changed. So, hmm. so, but in the beginning, we might not recognize it as being as significant as it will be. So, because I think it's an internal change of perspective and feeling. And then I think we get used to it and we acclimate to it. And I think as we get used to it and we acclimate and we open to it more and more, then the kind of effects that they said is that we can become very telepathic, where emotionally, where we start to feel each other's feelings as if they are our own which would change everything, right? And how we interact with one another, where, and it would change, I think about that in terms of like world peace. Like imagine if we have world leaders coming together and they can feel each other's feelings, Yeah, you know, and really see the other person's perspective. So, um, but yeah, so this, this wave, and they said we will create very, very differently. So, and we will, and the people who accept the wave and the people who resist the wave are not going to be on two different, they're not going to, nobody's going to, it's not going to be like mass death or something like that. Nobody's going to be like immediately jettisoned from the planet. It's not that way. It's not, that's not happening. The, in this case, they say that the, 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 
basically the way that they showed it to me. And I was worried about that in the beginning because I was like, okay, so this is, I'm looking at a neighborhood. I'm like, show me this neighborhood after the wave comes. Cause I was worried. Like, is it going to be chaotic? Is it going to be like, are we, are we, are we going to see everybody like all of a sudden coming together and helping each other? What's going to happen? And they show me the neighborhood and I was driving through this neighborhood and they show, and I looked and I saw, oh my gosh, not all the houses are occupied. There was only certain houses like that house had someone in it and that house had someone in it and that, but all these other houses didn't. And so I channel, I was like, what is going on? Like, where'd they go? Did they get sick? Like, I didn't see any dead people. Like what's going on? And they said, no, they were trying to show it to me from their perspective, from the angelic perspective of who is standing in the light. Who is the light? So just like if you were to turn the light on in a room, you're going to have areas of light and areas of shadow and the shadowy areas you don't see as well. So which are the areas that have accepted the light? Which are the areas that are in resistance to the light that are turning their back on the light that are still in shadow? And what are the areas that have opened to the light and let it in? So we will all be still living in the same neighborhood. It's just that some people will have accepted and be in this new frequency. It really is a frequency. And other people will be in resistance to the frequency and they will have the remainder of their existence here. They'll have the remainder of their life to decide if they want to stay in resistance or if they want to accept this new and this new way of being is about letting go of all of our karma and karma by karma. I mean, the judgments we have against ourselves. They're not any judgments that anybody made against us. It's the ways in which we judge ourselves. It's the things that keep us in our deep, you know, in our difficult patterns and in our wounding. And as we shift to this new level of consciousness, we are willing to let that go. And we start living in a much more dharmic way. And the way I perceive that to be in a dharmic experience is literally like standing on the edge of a wave and you are right there perched totally comfortably right on the edge of the wave moving. And, and you don't know, like, it's almost like you don't know what's going to happen next because the wave is moving and the, and the earth has to rise up to meet you. So you're creating in the now, in the moment with no planning, no projection, and you are being guided by the light that moves through you. So literally you are, and we become these very conscious creators. So where we are able to see the stuff of our reality as energy, it kind of reminds me of like the matrix where you can see the reality as like ones and zeros, you know, but, and they said that it isn't that we don't perceive anymore with the physical body. We will still have all our five senses. We will still perceive like, this is my, this is my phone. And I would still see my phone as being a physical thing. Like I would still experience this. I would still have all the five senses, but I will have this sixth sense mm -hmm. that carries so much more information that the five senses seem to be not that important anymore. <laughs> that the five senses, we still use them not to bump into things and to navigate and to eat and stuff like that. But the sixth sense gives us 10 times more information. So we dwell there. That's where we're gravitating. And we use that sixth sense to look at the phone in a new way. So now they said that you won't be able to, using your creative ability, you won't be able to fundamentally change the nature of what something is. So this phone will be a phone because that's how it was created. Unless I physically undo it and repurpose it and change it. But energetically, I can't change the fundamental nature of what it is. But I can look into the energy of the phone and I could see something that was discordant. I could see like, oh, wow, my phone, uh, maybe the guy who built it was having a bad day that day and some negative energy is in my phone and is creating issues. Well, I could reach in and pull that out. I could change that discordant energy. And so it's like we start to work with our reality, bringing things together and creating in a way that is truly reflective of who we are. So it's just it's, it's a, sh a shift in a way of being that is almost inconceivable to us today. And they've said that they're like, this is like talking about dancing. 
is that we can talk <laughs> about dancing all you want, but until you dance, you don't really know what it's like. And it's, it feels as if it's sooner than later, right? Before it was yeah. like maybe, maybe, and now it feels more eminent. They've said it's on our doorstep. It's coming. Like I feel they, at one point they said the energy is heavy. When they say heavy, it's not bad. It means full of divine, full, like the, like when I feel the angels, it's heavy. Mm -hmm. Like when they first came in, it literally felt like my head was at the bottom of the ocean because the pressure would come just to here, but it was so heavy. It was physically painful and I could barely breathe. So the, the feeling of that frequency, because it is a shift in frequency feels extremely heavy to us. So when you, when they say heavy, they mean divine grace, like the beautiful things we want. So heavy is good, <laughs> but they said the energy is heavy in the spring. So a lot, something's going on in the spring and I am fingers, toes, everything crossed that it's the flash of light, but I don't know. They haven't confirmed it. I mean, we have, and we have like eclipses coming in the spring. I mean, there's a lot of stuff yeah, happening it's in the a, spring. Astrologically, it it's, could definitely pair up with that. And um, uh, there's some scientists that recently decided to point the Hubble tel telescope at Orion's belt. And they were looking at the star Betelgeuse, which is a very, very old star. I know it sounds like Michael Keaton Betelgeuse, but it's spelled it. totally differently. I know me too. And, uh, but it's apparently a very old star that's getting ready to supernova. And they can see because of the chemical composition, what they can read through this telescope, they can see that it will supernova at any moment. And of course, at any moment, what that means to us, because it is so far away, it takes so long for the for that light to travel to us, for us to see it. It actually has already happened and it would have happened in like the 13 or 1400s. We are wow. just now going to experience the light because it just took that long. So it's already happened, but it's coming. The light is coming and the light could reach us anytime. It's, it is, it is like, it is imminent pressing. It could be now, it could be, it will probably be in our lifetimes for sure, but it could be tomorrow. Cause we, you know what I mean? And will we so, feel it? They like, said, will we know it's happening. It yeah. They said we will, it will, it will light up the sky. It will be like a massive light that will stay in the sky for like a hundred years. So we will, it will be almost like a second moon um, is what they said. So it will be really bright and, uh, and, but no debris or anything like that. We're far enough away that it won't, we won't get like, you know, like debris or, you know, asteroids or anything damaging like that. Oh, that's interesting. So it's like something physically we can see that's yeah, constant. Yeah. yeah. So and that could easily be one of the waves of light. It could be, it could be this one. I don't know. But, uh, but I just think it was so interesting that here the angels have been saying, this is coming, this is coming, this is coming. And then out of the blue, I think it was that somebody, the scientists did this and they published this study. And then it was just like, all of a sudden I was getting like 50 people. It was like, have you heard about Beetlejuice? Like, wow. Okay. That is amazing. It could be. Or people are also saying the sun is reaching its solar maximum, a phase of solar maximum in I was literally just about to ask you that. Cause you mentioned that yeah. earlier you said we're at our solar maximum and I wanted you to explain what that meant. Yeah, I am not, th this is not my area of expertise, but the sun goes through cycles, like everything goes through cycles. And during a solar maximum period, there are more solar flares uh, than in a solar minimum. So we have much more solar activity during a solar a maximum. And that's where we are. We're, I think it starts in 2024, goes to 2025, or maybe it starts in 2025. I'm not sure, but we're like, we are reaching the peak of, of when the sun would be likely to have X-class flares and, and stuff like that. So you, there's certainly things out there in our, you know, universe that could match this description the angels are giving us of a flash of light for sure. And so when they've been talking about, when they talk about the kind of light that's coming in, yeah. and I feel like 
you know, everything else they have said about kind of this time of intensity and things are going to be hard. And it, they have been, I mean, I feel like it's been kind of no rest for the weary since pre-pandemic, you know, straight yeah. through. There's yeah. a, a new big thing that keeps kind of arresting the whole world at the same time. Yeah. Um, does it correlate? Does the light correlate with that shifting or no? The flash, my understanding of the flash of light is like they said, it will be the moment that changes everything, that shifts everything. So I think it will be like we've been through this period of so much it's the poly crisis, right? That it's like every time you turn on or look at the internet, it's like some new horrible thing has happened. Horrible. And these things are of a scale that in the past they would have been on the front page for weeks. And now yeah. it's one day and then it's replaced with the next crisis. Yeah, we don't have So, and we are, right. So, and we, it seems like we are just heading into more and more and more. Like there's so many trends and so many areas where people are like, this is not sustainable, right? The national debt, not sustainable. The economy, not sustainable. But you know what I mean? Like the, there's so many things, the war, not sustainable, so many things. And so like, does it all come to a head and become crazy town? Yes. <laughs> like basically, yes, it all comes to a head and becomes crazy town. And the flash of light is what changes. I think that there is no way that humanity can change unless like the world can't change the problems, the intrinsic problems of our world that we look at the deforestation of the Amazon, for example, how, how will we ever change that? Our systems are so large. Like, how do we, how do you work on that even? You know, how do you create change when there's so many dynamics at play? And the only way to do it is to change us. And so that's what's changing. So we change and then that changes everything. And so when we proceed, they said that in the long run, we become the guardians of the earth, that we feel the earth like ourself, that we understand that we are one with the earth. And we, and, and it's really cool. Uh, somebody shared this with me the other day, they were talking about it, that it was like that idea that imagine you were building a building and you would be like feeling not only do, where do I want to build the building, but it would be, where does the building want to be? Where does the earth want the building? Right. It, we are in harmony with our world. Yes. I love that. And yeah. And so that's <laughs> the difference. And I think, does it happen overnight? No, because not everybody is going to be receptive to the flash of light. I do know those people who want to stay and live out their karma, have that right to do that. Everybody has free will. And then when they die of whatever way they die, if natural causes could be in 40, 50 years, you know, when they die, they will, if they want to stay in a karmic construct and some people will, and there's absolutely no judgment about that because for some people, they will know that their soul will grow faster in a karmic construct that when they're confronted with their own polarity all the time, they will make faster progress in their own spiritual development. And that's a perfectly valid and wonderful choice. So if they choose that, they will go to a new planet that will, will be in a three third dimension karmic construct. But people who reincarnate here or come here after that will have to come into this new uh, uh, vibration. They will have to come into this new frequency and it, they will be living in the dharmic perspective. Yeah. I don't know if I even answered your question. I just started going. I don't even remember what my question was, but it's fine. Whatever you said was excellent. Um, <laughs> you know, we talked a little bit on the podcast last time. I'm trying to remember. And I asked a question about the earth and like if she kind of signed up for the like kind of the destruction to get here. Like if she was willing and you were like, maybe I'll ask. And I'm like, I wonder if you ever asked that. It was something like, did she... Um, <laughs> you know, like this is kind of her time, like her renaissance of like, 
right. Yeah. Chain, changing frequency, but it was like, did she sign up and kind of allow, like say, okay, like I'll kind of back off for this period of time when the destruction comes, like I'll take it, like I'm going to take it. But then at a certain point, it's about moving forward. Did you ever get any answers yeah, or talk about the that? Best way, the, best, the best way they have shown for me to understand that is to say the earth is just like us. And that the earth is going through her own evolution. And so the, and that, and that we are like the neurons of the earth, that we are her thoughts. So our evolution is completely intertwined. So literally like think about within us, all of the negativity that we have, that's the earth's thoughts. So she has all that negativity in her and that negativity, those negative <laughs> thoughts. And we have also beautiful, wonderful thoughts. So she gets all those too. She gets all the love. She gets all right. the care we have for each other. That's her too right? She is our best and our worst. She's all, she is us. We are her thoughts, but she then stores the feelings inside, right? And that has to come up. So that's going to be the earth crust shifting. That's going to be, you know, maybe volcanic. Like think of Tonga, right? Like giant yeah. eruptions of emotion coming out. That's going to be that kind of shifting where she releases just like we release, you know, we have to sometimes have an eruption to release the pain that we have inside that we have to express it. Sometimes we express it gently and sometimes we express it violently and she'll do the same. So it is that understanding that this is her, that it's, it is, it is not a thing that we are doing to her. We are, we are, we are her and what's happening to her is what's happening to us. So there's this intertwinement where literally are, we are her thoughts. So, and that's why they say, that just by being the light, by being here, you change everything. That And the goal, the reason why so many volunteers, as we call them, came to earth right now is that, and the reason, and this was a very interesting conversation that at one of my retreats, Yeshua came in mm. and he said, this time is different. And the time that he came, it could be one. It could be one soul that came that planted a seed, that planted an idea. And he said, in this time, it can no longer be one. It has to be many. So there's not like one single reincarnation of a person that's going to come and lead there's us no all. Messiah. To, no Messiah. He says it. Sorry, has to everybody. Be <laughs> we just yeah, lost sorry. a lot of. <laughs> you just lost a lot of religious followers. Yeah, and I'm not saying that that won't happen. It's just that that's not what's needed for the shift. So he didn't say, you know, there was no. He basically said, what what will create the shift this time is the many. And it, and what it means is that many many people who are very high vibrational beings have come to the planet right now for on purpose to hold the light in order to shift the collective from within. So the idea is, is that the, the collective consciousness cannot be changed externally. It has to come from within us. And so the only way to do that is we have to come and we have to incarnate as a human. We have to live a human life. We have to go through all the trials and tribulations of being human. And we have to come back to ourself and then bring that light into the collective and change the collective for everyone. And so that's the job. That's the job that we, the role that we are playing. And so, uh, so in that sense, when they talked about Christ consciousness, that is what we, it is. Yes. I would say you, the Messiah has come back. It is all of us. All it of is us, all right. of us who are embracing this. It is the many. Yeah. Who are becoming the light and shifting the collective consciousness from within. Right. And, and that's how we then help the earth is that is her, the collective consciousness is her thoughts. It's so funny. Cause when you said part of this shift is this harmony with, mother earth a little bit, this harmony with yeah. like how it works. I feel like that, I mean, obviously that's been happening for a long time, but I feel like there was a big shift of that starting with COVID. Like to me, that was one of the bigger gifts. I think COVID gave a lot of people because mm. it did, a, you know, a lot of people left cities 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, and whether they were consciously aware of it or not, it was like most people, when you talk to them, they're like just wanting to be in nature, wanting to feel the calm, you know, and yeah. a lot of them didn't go back because of yeah. just this. And, and I've noticed it talking to people, whether they realize it or not, if they're on point, like, nope, I want this in my life or this, you can tell they they live more closer to harmony with it than they did before. Yeah. And I find yeah. it interesting. Oh, I find that to be, I, I think it is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I feel like that was one of the reasons why the experience of COVID was really the beginning of all of, of this. It was the thing that set it all in motion. And I mean, I, and I look at that like, yes, absolutely. The earth, like think about it, there was dolphins in the canals in Venice, right? Yeah. Because it was so, it became clean. not polluted anymore, right? It was so clean that the dolphins came back to the canals of Venice. Like that's wow. Amazing. And that happened everywhere, right? They started seeing wild animals coming in to, into, into areas where they never had been and, you know, and, and areas of, of nature, uh, um, restoring themselves because of the lack of pollution, because we were all sitting still. So it was amazing to see that. And then you're right that people changed their habits and they started discovering, okay, wow, I really, I love being home more and I'm able to invest more in my relationships. I find my world more fulfilling. I'm not, I'm, I've freed two hours of every day because I'm not sitting in traffic anymore. And now they're keeping that, right? There's, it's now a benefit to be able to work from home. Everybody, we have Zoom, right? You know what I mean? Like people have these, the, the technology that stepped in, which is that influence of Aquarius that stepped in to help us to have this. And this is an influence that we're heading into in the shift of consciousness is the influence of decentralization. So, so being decentralized means that we are not going into the office. We're staying home and we're working from many different places and we're investing in our local community and our local, like, how do we get our social needs met? We have to know our neighbors, right? We have to get to know the people around us. We have to, to, uh, so we, we structure our lives very differently. But then if you see the whole web unraveling, this is where it gets fascinating to me is then they talk about the angels have been talking about bank failures since 2020. They had a whole series of messages that came through about the economy and they were really focused on banks closing, which to me at the time seemed like crazy town, like how like to have bank runs, like bank closures. And they talked about how you won't be able to shift financial out. You won't be able to move money. They were talking about all this. Well, then it happens. Right. And one of the and then the, the second wave of bank crisis that could come everybody's talking about the failure of commercial real estate because of COVID, because offices are no office. being used. So look at the unwinding, right? Like we have this thing where this shift moves away from the centralization where we are all being collected into buildings, which then fuels a certain structure of the economy. It's all built to, to hold this one structure in place. And the piece that moves is us. We start stop going. And so then that starts to unwind the structures. Right. The banking system that that lean loans to the, you know, developers and all of that. And not that there's any judgment against that. We needed those structures up until now. But the world is changing and the the structures that kept us in a particular way of being, which was not necessarily harmonious with humanity. Right. It didn't give us the time and the space to explore who we really are, to follow our joy, right? We were, we were really kind of slaves to the clock, slaves to the, you know, to the nine to five grind. And we're trying to unwind all of that so that we can create a life that's fulfilling, that's full of connection and relationship and whatever we need, right? Self-expression. 
And, uh, and so, so COVID, yeah, COVID was the start. It's amazing to see it, but it was. No, it was. And it's, it's so interesting because, and I, I know what you're going to say to it, but I, it's, we should have the conversation anyway. It's so interesting because it feels like as people are, you know, letting go and reconnecting. And I know you've been saying like part of this call for us is to change our perspective and unify. And yeah. then right when you feel like you're over the hump, something else gigantic happens that just feels like it crumbles all. Like, so what's happening in the Middle East now and happening in other places too, but for some reason we're all focused on one specific war, yeah. even though it's happening in many places. Um, it, it can't get uglier, you know, and it, yeah. it's only fueling so much more hate, not only unfortunately for the players involved, so much more hate for them on both sides. Like each side just hates the other side more and more with every passing day. And yeah. then it's like trickling into, you know, across the world, it's trickling into other people's opinions. So it's just like, yeah. oof. And, you know, we're about to go into another election year. Have they said anything about the election year? They, in the past, not recently, but in the past, they talked about, and they had some really like, uh, you know, pretty, what felt really out there at the time because it was before any of this stuff happened. But now it's like, oh, okay, that actually is, we're halfway there already. They have <laughs> talked about the U.S. falling apart, you know, and when they first said that, that the U.S. would no longer be the United States, that it would be like multiple different countries, Ugh. that was shot like I thought okay that's like so but now it's like yeah we're practically there we have you know and we have you could see that happening because things are so polarized and so polarized. uh what they said at one point and I'd have to go back and this was years ago that they said it they talked about a leader who would uh whose followers felt disenfranchised so who does that make you think of? And this was years ago before the whole election scandal, right? Right. So the leader whose followers felt disenfranchised, they said a leader would die, but not through malicious cause. The leader would be like, an, it would say it would die in a night. They said it would be like, they would try to get him to the airport, but he but to the hospital, but he wouldn't make it. And that it would, it would create a massive uprising in the people who felt disenfranchised. They felt like their leader was gone. And so it would create turmoil and this would then create more separation in the country. So they didn't name names, but it certainly kind of sounds Trumpy to me. I don't know. So I don't, sounds, you know what I mean? I don't know. But some people are like, no, it's not. I don't know. Who knows? I'm just impressed he's dying not of malicious causes. I think that was the biggest surprise right. out of everything you said. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? I know. And, you know. and the thing is, but imagine if that happens with all the suspicion and distrust, even if either one of them, if Biden or Trump were to die of natural causes, there would be so much suspicion that it was not of natural causes. Even though you know they're what I both mean? like so stressed out and so old. Yeah, like you so think stressed like, out. both of them. Yeah. Poor yeah. I but you can imagine how people would feel if they if when things are so heated, especially when you see things like that that Putin's main uh uh critic critic just got poisoned, you know? And uh uh and so you know it's that they're they're that's a whole so they we're in a climate of that. We're in a climate where where people are it's that, what you know, exactly what, it's funny, the angels were talking about, about revenge, where people are, leaders are taking yep. revenge against other, you know, or institutions taking revenge against other institutions. So, so yeah, so I don't know, but so in any case, the, the election could be crazy town. It could be absolute crazy town. And they said that a long time ago. And it's it, at the time, none of these things were on, even on the table. But the it, interesting thing is now I can absolutely see and the fact that they chose that, what at the time seemed to be a very bizarre word, disenf people who felt disenfranchised, 
But now, like the mm-hmm. angels, it has multiple meanings, right? It, they yeah. really felt that they, their vote didn't count, you know, that the votes weren't counted properly. Right. So they feel that strongly. And, or many, you know, many people in that movement feel that strongly. So I think it speaks to that. It's so interesting because I haven't had, I mean, I thought about it. I was like, it's pretty much March, right? We're talking about the March forecast. So let's just say yeah. that. Yeah. The, the election's less than a year and it just doesn't feel like that. Like I, my, and maybe it's just me. I'm like, energetically, I don't feel it at all. And I keep yeah. wondering like, what's up with that? Is like, is the election going to happen? Is something weird going to happen? Or like the players, like you yeah. just said, going to pass away? Is there not going to be, you know, it, it just keeps feeling like something is not of the norm as far as just how it's normally flows. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's, I mean, it isn't because I think that, I think one of the pieces it's missing and I mean, and I, this is just my own personal opinion and it's not anything I channel, but it's just that I, I have heard so many opinion polls where people like people are not excited about either candidate. Right. And so it doesn't feel like a normal thing. It feels like a thing where people are sort of like checking out, checking out. Yeah. I, I agree with that actually. Um, have the, have the angels talked at all? And I, I know this actually loops in with perspective, but do they talk about what's happening with the idea of truth during these times? Oh, <laughs> interesting. I would say adjacent to that, one of their favorite topics is trust. Mm. And, uh, and they say that that is huge and important. They have talked about, it's funny because they talked, they have one little line at the end of this which was so interesting. Um, Here it is. Uh, They said, and this shall play out. They're talking about this, this revenge of one Mm -hmm. institution against another. They say, and this shall play out in multiple ways as institutions do beget history and create for themselves and document what truth shall become. But the knowings Hmm. and the beings are held in the bodies of those caught in the transfer of power and the shades of illusion hover gently upon them. Ooh. So basically they're saying that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically humanity, like we, the, yeah. So it's an interesting concept of that. They're basically saying, yeah, that the concept of truth and history, that it's all up for, it's, 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 all, up it's all individual perspective. And remember the angels are not at all judgmental of anything. Like no. they won't look at any, anybody's journey and say, this person's right. This person's wrong. They look at everything as experience and learning. And it's all founded in love. And ways that we love each other. We sometimes love each other by hurting one another, which sounds hard, but it may be the hurt that we needed to see something about ourselves. Well, I mean, we so, talked about that on the first podcast, like through the relationships uh, yeah. and divorce, which is like sometimes the person you hate the most signed up for that job. And so yes, exactly. that's exactly the hate is fueled with so much love as a soul, as a higher yeah. self. Yeah. So the concept of truth is a loosey goosey concept because it's it's always the truth of one person's perspective. And I remember being like, it's funny, like I remember uh, in my 30s how uh, I was, I started really reading a lot and, uh, and I liked, I liked stories, you know, and uh, uh, I'm a Jane Austen fan. I love Jane Jane Mm, Austen books. And those books, what I love is that the main character is always like above reproach. You know, the main characters, everybody's like, as you're hearing the story, you always see it from her perspective. And how like her, she has good intentions and, and you as the reader, you understand her good intentions. You understand that she's, 
that she's like, you get her, you know, and the, and the book is written in such a way that you see her in this really favorable light. And I, I read the books and I remember knowing at the time I was reading the books, wishing that life was like that, <laughs> mm. wishing that people would see your intentions as they really are and see you as, as opposed to seeing you through their projections. And this was mostly coming from the fact that I was in a relationship, a marriage where my spouse was seeing me through his projections, right? That I, he couldn't see me as I was. He was constantly projecting his, his own resistances and seeing me like, and so, and it was just that, that sadness of feeling like I'm not, I'm, I'm not being perceived accurately and, uh, or as who, I, as who I am. And so it was that idea, that longing for, if I could only be the narrator of my own, my own life, <laughs> and then everybody would see me as I am and know that I mean, well, and know that, you know what I mean? That my intentions are good. And, uh, and I think that, um, that one of the, the, yeah, so it's a challenge. I think the concept of truth is going to be skewed depending on whoever tells it because it's always told from behind the veil of our own wounding. So right. I think if we let go of the concept of truth and say, okay, truth is relative. Truth is always what well, you could have any set, set of circumstances, but you have 50 different people witnessing that set of circumstances. You're going to have 50 different truths. And so 50 different understandings of why and what happened. So I think we have to get to the concept of trust. And that is one of the hardest things Oof. we can do. So yeah. when they when they talk about this March wave of trust, I mean, right? Because that's a little bit of that first thing where you're like, yeah, almost energetically, they're rewiring us to be able to get rid of like holding on to the truth, like your truth, to be able to just begin to trust. When I look at stuff like in the Middle East right now, I'm assuming in March they're experiencing hopefully a similar thing because that's where I'm like, oof, that is hard. Like it's hard enough to do it with your own parent or your best friend or your whatever the smaller things mm -hmm. are, but I can't imagine generations and generations of distrust that's mm -hmm. been, you know, on both sides constantly been compounded, you know, yeah. and then yeah. on both sides constantly, you know, you, you don't believe my truth. You don't believe my truth. And it just keeps getting uglier and uglier. Oof. How like... I wonder if okay, they've so talked you know about what's it. what's so awesome about that? It's almost like we scripted this because isn't that exactly what their first concept was? They talked about in the in the in what's coming in March. It is people who are in intractable disagreements, like just exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. They said that in March we are getting energies that will help to resolve those that will diminish the feelings of resistance. Isn't that I mean, funny? That, it's literally we just worked full circle all the way back to what we talked about at the start. Isn't that cool? Yeah, no, I mean that's actually it's beautiful. I hope because I hope because that's the part where I'm like, yeah, it feels irretractable. Like it just feels like yeah. it's yeah. It, I agree. When you look at the degree of hurt and the generation, generational too. It's yeah. not just uh -huh. yesterday, and yeah. it's not just my. It's yeah. generational on both sides. I know not everybody likes to say that, but it's constant. It's been generations yeah. and generations, and there's truth in all of it. And yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, it's almost like you need that magic wand because I don't know how mm -hmm. else. I think so too. Yeah. And it is all people can get there. So the magic wand is possible because it's everything is frequency and frequency is real. Energy is real. And so if we are exposed to a higher frequency, it can change our thoughts and feelings. It can shift our perspective. And so it's possible. It really is. And if you, it, to me, it's inevitable. If you think about the fact that we, okay, we are in this solar maximum. We have these waves of light that are coming. Light is consciousness. And if there's more consciousness coming to the planet, we become more conscious. 
And so we shift, we see each other differently that we, that idea that, that desire, I used to feel so strongly to be seen that becomes reality, you know, where you will feel my intentions. Like you will be able, we will connect telepathically and you will feel what I'm feeling. And there would be no chance you could misunderstand me. Right. Which is amazing. You have to trust. It's I living it. on the I way. Mean, I think the, yeah. Living on the wave. I think the forecast was amazing. And always chatting with you is just heart filling because I just love you so much. So thank you, thank you for taking the time. Uh, thank you for being here. And thank you for just. Yes. <laughs> you are awesome. <laughs> and thank you for just being, helping humanity. You're helping us all navigate a really tough time. So I'm, I'm uh, appreciative, I think, for many people for you. Thank you for you thank too. You.